popping, everybody. Welcome back to What Girl and uh, her mother-in-law. Happy, happy fucking Monday. Monday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We just recorded another episode, so I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm all talked out. <laughs> Although we just talked again, but I know. yeah. <laughs> we had the episode and then we talked for 30 minutes. Guys, we started recording at 8. We know. Okay, so we got together at 8.30 a.m. And we're now recording... Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Our third episode at 11.22. Yeah, it's not One bad. One of them was a Saturday shenanigans, so it was shorter, but still. We just BS so we much. We bullshit so much. I mean, we should hit record, but. Yeah. 8.30, and we started recording at 9.15. Yeah, wow. Wow. Now you know. We had a lot to talk about, though. We did. Because some stuff, it just has to be off the air. Sometimes we have to be a little sneaky and private. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back, you guys. Today we're doing some advice emails. Yes. We haven't done this in a while, just hopped right into it, so I think it's fine. Yeah. I bet everybody skips through our chatting anyway. No, not no. everybody. I'm sure some do, but... I think we have a great show. I think we do, too. Like, I listen to other podcasts, and like honestly, to me, a podcast is something you just throw in the background when you're like doing other things, mm-hmm. or driving, or whatever. And so I don't mind what people are talking about. I just like to hear people talk. Like, this is going to sound so dumb. You're going to make fun of me. <laughs> we have a Google um, home in our bathroom that has just, like, been disconnected. Zane never connected it. It just, like, hasn't been working. And mm-hmm. so we don't have a speaker in there. And my phone is broken as it is. My speakers are all distorted. And so when I'm showering, I play a podcast but I, out of my phone, but I can't hear it. can't even hear it. But I just, just like to— it's there. I like to hear people talking. It's like all muffled. <laughs> yeah, but it comforts me. I like it better than music most oh, times. Okay. Isn't that weird? No. I don't even know what they're saying. One, once in a while, I'll lean in and hear a word or two while I'm washing my hair. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Son. <laughs> but other than that, I just like to hear people talk. Even though I don't know what they're saying. So even if people are hearing what we're saying, I think it's still entertaining. Yeah, but what we're saying is even more so entertaining. Exactly. I wouldn't listen to ours in the shower. (laughs) We're too good. I was like, wow, damn, Liz. (laughs) Because I can't hear us. Uh, We had somebody write in, and I am, by all means, I get what she's saying. But when I read it the first time, Somebody wrote us in and said, found your podcast, and I wanted to write in and just tell you guys, like, how much I appreciate it. Like, I really have trouble sleeping, and email. I I responded to her, like, through email. But she she said something like, she really has a hard time sleeping, but ever since she started our podcast, she listens, and 10 minutes later, she's out cold. And I was (laughs) like, I don't know if I take that as a compliment. (laughs) Are we boring you to sleep? So she only gets through 10 minutes each night. <laughs> yeah, and then she said, and then the next night I'll pick up where I left off. But I understand it's comforting. Our, our ears in her, our voices in her yes. ears is comforting. So Are it's like she's right not now? alone, you know? Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> Alyssa's going to talk dirty to you. <laughs> um, but... It's funny reading it because at first I was like, wow, yeah. that's kind of insulting. They fall asleep <laughs> 10 minutes after putting us on, but I get it. It's it's like you said in the shower. It's, it's just, just comfort. a comfort, you yes. know? So I'm glad that we can be her comfort. Totally. Even if we do bore her, bore her to sleep. That would stress me out, though, because if I fell asleep, then you're, the podcast is still playing. I wouldn't know where the fuck I, st- I fell asleep. It's like watching a show and falling asleep. It's just sh- stressful. It's like you just got to listen again and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them talking about that. Yeah. Okay, right here. Good. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Zane and I listen to rain now. Rain. Oh, yeah, rain I know. Noise. We've no. had so much rain in the last <laughs> fucking week. No, but I've never been that type of person. Like, I, I, When I was younger, I had to sleep with the TV on, always. But now I can just go on TikTok and then fall asleep to silence. But mm. lately, the rain white noise is so nice. He uses like an app mm-hmm. and just puts on like the... The hardcore rain falling down. <gasps> so loud, too. Like, I like it to be really loud. It helps me sleep. Yeah. It's really nice. I I am such a good sleeper. I have no problem going to sleep. Like, I wake up maybe once to pee once in a while, and I, like, just knock as soon as I hit my pillow. So I'm, like, dreading the day where I, like, uh, maybe it'll be when I have kids. But, like, I hope it's not before that. Like, I, like, start losing my sleep because I just am so grateful. Like, I hear people are like, oh, my God, I can't even fall asleep. Like, I I feel so bad. Yeah. I feel it so bad for people like that because— to not be able to sleep. That is something I'm very grateful for, that I can just 
get on a pillow and go to sleep. Jerry's getting on her knees. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Anyways. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what she said. Uh, advice emails, right? Yes, ma'am. Let's do this. Oh, now I can't see above this thing. Okay. Hi, listen, Jerry. Oh, wait. Uh, best friend advice. Hi, listen, Jerry. I love your podcast so much. You girls are so incredible, and I look up to you both. So let's get into it. My boyfriend Chris and I work at the same place. After years of us working together, there's a new girl that came in. Let's call her Emma. Within a few months of Emma and I working in the same place, we became friends. We started texting a lot and realizing we had a lot in common. We're both 21, both introverts. One big thing that we don't have in common is that she has two kids. My boyfriend, Chris, became friends with her too, and we would go out, the three of us, every once in a while. I got very attached to her. I would text her every day, not really expecting a response because I know she was busy with her kids, but she would always reply and was always so kind. We called each other best friends. The problem is she's in a toxic relationship with her baby's daddy and has been going on for five years. I've never really had a good con- I've never really had a conversation with Emma's boyfriend or even met him at all. Wow. And I think it's for the good. Recently my bo- my boyfriend sent Emma a text just saying her name. It literally said nothing else, just Emma. Chris told me he was going to tell her something about me but was waiting for her to reply to that message. Emma's boyfriend was holding her phone when that text came in. He got so angry when he saw it. It was not news to him that Emma and Chris texted once in a while, every once in a while. But what pissed him off is that she had deleted the conversation that they had before so that he wouldn't see it. What? Since he couldn't see the other conversation Emma had with Chris, he thought the worst and got into an argument with her. She says she only deletes deletes conversations because she doesn't want him to get mad. The problem is, Chris didn't do anything wrong with Emma's boyfriend. Oh, didn't do anything wrong with Emma. Emma's boyfriend was angry at him. He even threatened to get physical with my boyfriend, Chris. I really don't want to lose communication with her since our boyfriends have problems now But because of this. Emma's boyfriend doesn't want her to be with my boyfriend and... I'm always with him. I can go see her on my own, but I feel like it would still cause their relationship problems. Chris says even if she's defending Chris says that even if she's defending her toxic boyfriend that she would stay away from our lives because we've never been anything but helpful and good to her. Chris said that if she's defending her toxic boyfriend that she should stay away from our lives. Okay, sorry, read that wrong. Because we've never been anything but helpful and good to her, and we don't even get her to stand up to Chris. The reason I think her relationship is toxic is because she always has to ask permission to go out. She always has to stay home with the kids while he goes out with his friends. She doesn't have other friends since she can't go out only to go to work. And so much more. He has broken up with her so many times over stupid things, like following her ex on social media. She's never been able, she's never been the one to break up with him. My question is, what do I do? Should I keep being friends with her or should I just stop talking to her altogether? I love her so much and it hurts. And I love our bond and our friendship. And I know she does too, but I think she loves her toxic boyfriend more. Hope this makes sense. My primary language isn't English. By the way, Jerry, you're gorgeous. Stop thinking you're not. Lots of love from Puerto Rico. <laughs> I think you wrote it great. I do. Uh, yeah. This is. Hard. I hate this so much because she's not gonna realize until she realizes. Yeah, that's that seems to be the advice that we've gotten given in situations like this. Is she needs to have her own. Aha moment. She they doesn't realize that she can do better. Right. She thinks this is it. Right. And as a friend, what do you do, though? Do you abandon her? Do um, you stay around? Like- no. If you're going to abandon, then she's not going to be in your life regardless. So I would leave her with how you feel. I would try. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, listen, I love you. And I feel like we can't be friends or be around each other. Our boyfriends have problems. And... I don't think it's a good friendship for us, but I really think that you should 
consider who you're with. You're with. Like, he doesn't let you go anywhere. He doesn't let you see friends. He makes you watch the kids. He gets mad at you for simple little things. Like, that's not somebody that you want to be with long term. And I think you should just, like, think about it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now he has beef with your man because your man was sending her a text, but they always texted. Mm. That sounds like he's insecure. Very, very. usually when that is, it's because either he's doing some bad stuff on his own or he's had bad stuff done to him and he's damaged. But he could probably be sneaking around, playing her dirty, being a bad man, and then he sees a text saying Emma and then nothing else and then just assumes it's something bad. You know, like what would be bad? What could be bad? Mm. You know, it's his way of thinking. So he's like, Definitely toxic. And maybe if you explain these things, she'll understand and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's a good friend to... Sometimes people literally, like, just don't see it. They're oblivious. They think it's, like, normal. Mm -hmm. Maybe she thinks it's normal the way he acts. Like, I think as a friend, as a best friend, you said you call each other, like, I would want somebody to say something to me. Mm -hmm. And I would say something to them. Because... Even if she knows it, just to maybe hear it from somebody that she really loves and cares about could flip the switch for her. Mm -hmm. But don't expect that it would because if it doesn't, like, then she's going to have to flip her own switch one day. Right. I wouldn't get disappointed, but I would definitely try as a best friend for sure. And like you said, I mean, worst case scenario, you guys aren't friends. You stop hanging out and maybe eventually she'll see what you said all along. At least you tried. at least you did try. It's not something that doesn't affect you either. Like, this affects you and your boyfriend, like, you know, your relationship with her. Like, he affects a lot of things. So I think it is your place to say something. Yeah, and then definitely, you know, if it doesn't get better, at least you tried, like Alyssa said. Mm -hmm. At least you tried. But also, you don't want to be surrounded by that toxicity of her man always assuming, wanting to kick your boyfriend, your boyfriend's ass. You don't like, even know him. Physical. You never even met him. Like, you don't want to be around that, no. you know? And it's a shame that she's attached to him, mm-hmm. you know? But if he's the father of her kid's dad, you know, there's there's a lot on her end, you know, just for the fact of being the baby's daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to try to make it work, yeah. you know, even if yeah. it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. You don't know, like, her self-confidence, her self-worth could be shattered and she's just she thinking that's that the best. Yeah, that's all I can get. So I'm going to stick with it. But, you know, having a conversation with her, telling her that she deserves better or can do better might be a, like a, oh, can I? You think? You know, it might be eye-opening for her. 100%. Oh, I think you're a good friend for trying to... Yeah. Yeah, like reach out and... That's damaging. It's like mental abuse. Yeah, it's sad. Okay, I desperately need advice to fight this two-headed snake. Hello, beautiful besties. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. I desperately need help to fight this two-headed snake because I don't know what to do anymore. Let me start from the top. Imagine this. Your supervisor that has a great friendship with you asks you if you know anyone that needs a job because we desperately needed help because we were shorthanded. Of course, I had many people that wanted a job, and so I referred one of my cousins that I felt bad for because she had three kids and she was supposed to, quote, get married last year, but we all know why that didn't happen. Anyway, long story short, she got the job. Um, Let's call her Bruja? Bruja. The Bruja always told our supervisor, is that a bad word? That sounds like a bad word in Spanish. I I think it's bitch. Oh, oh, witch. No, I, I, witch. I think it's witch. <gasps> okay, I'm going to name her Sally. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, she was only told by her supervisor that I was going to train her. So it all started with her and I carpooling. We agreed that we would pick each other up at 7.30. Mind you, work is 10 minutes away from our area, and sometimes I would pick her up at 7.35, and she would give me a bitchy face because I was, quote, late. Then, when I started training her, she wouldn't take me serious, and when I would tell her how to do something, she would go ask someone else. Literally anyone. She even asked the janitor once. And, of course, I was offended because what the fuck. After that, she tells our family that our coworkers tell her that she's the best and that she loved her job. 
which isn't true. We usually get four weeks of training, and on her second week, she told our supervisor that she wasn't ready and she didn't need any more. She was ready and she didn't need any more training, which was a lie. To this day, she makes mistakes and she doesn't care, which makes me furious because we work in a hospital. Oh. Also, while we work, she acts like she doesn't know me and gives me dirty ass bitchy looks. And I recently found out that she talks mad shit about me with my family, saying how jealous I am because she, quote, doesn't eat lunch with me. Which is a lie, because I was there before her, and before she was, and I have my own friends, and I don't eat her. Oh, and did I mention that she never once stopped to say thank you for helping me get her this job? Uh, in conclusion, I need help with this ugly ass two-headed snake to help me not pull her from her weave and while I catch her talking shit. Thank you so much, and sorry. I'm all over the place. Love you, audio. <laughs> oh, she's angry. Uh, rightfully so. Jeez. <laughs> rightfully so. Were they close? Wait. Why'd you help her get the job? Well, because I felt bad. She's a single mom. She's got three kids. Like, she, oh, maybe not single because she was supposed to get married. <gasps> okay, so she's got three kids. She didn't have a job. I'm helping her out. How about fucking be grateful? She should be grateful. After two weeks of training, no, I'm good. I don't need you to do any more for me. Uh Uh-uh, I got this. I know my job, and she's making mistakes, and she works in a hospital. Hello. Oh. And then she's going home and talking shit to the fam. (gasps) Oh, my God. I'm sorry for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, so let's say option one is obviously to go up to her and confront her about everything. (laughs) Option two is to anonymously complain. Oh. Option three would be to rip her weave out and beat the shit out of her. <laughs> let's not go there. Um, we don't condone physical. Let's not do that. Um, mm-hmm. I would complain to the higher ups. Like, listen, I hired this girl. She's my cousin. I tried to help her out. I didn't hire her. I recommended her. I tried to help her out. She's a single mom. She thinks who the three. fuck she is. And now um, she's not being, like, loyal to the job. She's not working hard. She's she being works extre- in a hospital and she's making mistakes. She's making a lot of mistakes. She's being extremely rude to me, and I want to revoke my decision. <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, how about also seeing if you can, guy, guy, can go on different shifts? Let her get her to her job on. I know, her but own. how annoying that she has to like conform her life to make. No, she has seniority there. She's been there longer. Yeah. Make her move her shift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inconvenience her to the point where she wants to quit. I would sit her down and be like, "Yo, why you got beef with me?" Because she think who the fuck she is. But why? Why is she so I mad at her? She's jealous. I don't know. She's trying to tell your family that you're jealous. Meanwhile, she's the jealous one. Obviously, I, that's very apparent by this email. Because you're probably jealous. Yeah, she's probably stuck that she has a bad baby daddy and she has three kids and she's just mad. Yeah. Her people, her people. She's probably just mad that she she just doesn't have the life that she wants. Which is sucky, but like don't take it out on other people Mm -hmm. that are trying to help you. That's what I'm saying. How about be grateful? Yeah. I would sit her down and talk with her. If you don't want to do that, then I would complain to the higher ups. You have to appreciate. She should appreciate that you got her that job to begin with. Yeah, I would be forever deserve- indebted to yeah. somebody that got me into a situation. Even if I was like really great and I moved up the ranks and I did really well, it all started because of that first introduction. Yeah. So no matter how good she does in that company or how not good she does in that company, it started with you recommending her. So she should always be grateful for you allowing her to get her foot in that door. Mm-hmm. Oh. I would definitely do something because you don't deserve to be uncomfortable at somewhere I- that you started working first. Exactly. <sighs> That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> why do people? Why can't people just be nice? Yuck. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. Let's pop and listen, Jerry. If it's it's Wolfie's mama, hopefully you remember that story. Uh, I don't need advice today. Rather, when I was listening to a previous podcast, I got the uh, idea to write in giving your listeners some pointers. Huh. I'm almost 30, and I've learned a great deal through my 20s on dating. My type back then would be described in one word. Fuck boy. And they tend to teach you a lot. By no means am I in a relation am I a relationship expert. I believe we are forever learning, but if this email helps one woman, it'll be worth it for me writing it in. <laughs> Number one, for the woman who is confusing ass wait, sorry. Number one, for the woman with the confusing ass relationship, please watch the twenty oh nine two thousand nine film. He's just that not into just he's just not 
that into you. This movie will answer all of your questions. In the movie, there are two types of women. The rule and the exception. 99.9% of the women are the rule. 1% are the exception. As a woman, we are brainwashed from childhood to think that when boys pick us, pick on us, it's meant that they like us. It means that they like us. Holy shit. She wrote this beautifully and I'm butchering it. Sorry. When we get older, we continue to think this way. If he isn't calling me back, he's just too busy and it's okay because he still likes me. If he's too busy to see me, it's okay because he still likes me. If he ignores me or argues with me, I'll still find a reason to hold on and think that he still likes me. In reality, when a guy is into you, you'll know it. The male's role in a relationship is to pursue the woman. Remember that. So if he isn't pursuing you, there is a reason for it. He's just not into you. This is the rule. The exception of the rule is this tiny, tiny percentage. She wrote a whole <laughs> playbook. <laughs> the exception to of this is the tiny, tiny percentage that gets lucky. That 1%. Maybe, oh, that 0.1%, sorry. Maybe that 0.1%, he really was too busy to call or see you, but it ends up working out in the end, and you'll live happily ever after. Uh, Keep in mind that this rarely ever happens. Usually, even when you think you are the exception, you're not. Sorry to break it to you. My point being, find a man that pursues you forever. Number two, after you realize that you are not the exception, and you are just the rule, there is something called the no-contact rule. Hold on. Uh, the no-contact rule is as follows. No contact with fuckboy for 31 days. Yes, ladies, a whole month. This means delete him from every social media platform, block his number. If he calls you, texts you from ran- random numbers or a friend's phone, do not answer. Do not go out with the parties where you think he'll you'll run into him. No contact at all. If you don't follow these rules, it won't work. And if you mess up, you'll have to start from scratch. But don't mess up because it defeats the purpose. During this time, fuckboy will have time to reflect, ultimately resulting in him coming to deep realizations about you and more point and more importantly about his actions. As women, we are brainwashed from childhood to think that when boy what what? What just happened? <laughs> Where'd you go? I don't know. I, the last paragraph. <sighs> Where'd it go? Oh, there it goes. Sorry. Even though this time we'll be teaching him the lessons, the no contact rule is about you. During this time, you will also have time to reflect. You will have time to focus on yourself and do things that you enjoy. If you follow the rules correctly on that 31st day, I promise you, you will feel like a new woman, independent, not needing a man, more confident within yourself. I hope these pointers help. I know they have helped me in the past. I am now in love with the best man. If you've enjoyed the email, I have an abundance of topics in this crazy head of mine. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh my God, she wrote a rule book for you guys. Listen, I mean, worst. Listen, what's the worst case if you do this? Nothing. What's the best case? You got a fuck boy out of your life, and now you have self respect for yourself. Exactly. You know, I love that. Yep, love it. I mean, she wrote it like a rule book. Like I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> Instead of me and Liz just going fuck him, he's he's a fuck boy. You don't need that. You deserve better. She gives like a whole yeah. explanation. <laughs> Okay. What's poppin', beautiful ladies? Hi. So before I get into this, I am writing to you guys from my phone, so if it's hard to read, sorry, Jerry. Nope. Let's got this. I don't know how y'all react, but I thought I'd write in for the hell of it anyway. So when I was 15 in 2010, me and my brothers went to my aunt and uncle's house on my dad's side for a family Christmas the Sunday before. When all of us kids were done eating, we were just standing around, talking, having a nice time, whatever. Out of nowhere, my male cousin, the same age as me, asked me a real fucked up question. Keep in mind that both of my brothers were standing there, along with my sister as well. He proceeds to say to my face, if we weren't related, would you date me? Best believe I was quick to say no, while secretly thinking, you're lucky my dad ain't alive to hear this shit. I'm 25 now, so it's been a long time, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this crazy story. Love you, ladies. Bye. Oh, that wasn't even advice. Oh. Oh, she's, and then she added, to this day, my family still doesn't know that he said that to me. That's disgusting. Do I have the look of disgust on my face? Because that's exactly how I feel. That's disgusting. 
That's some incest shit. Not that Ew. anything happened, but his thought processes. Yeah. Like, if you weren't my cousin, would you date me? Ew. Ew. Like, who says that? Would you ever look at your male cousin and say, hey. Never. Never. Ew. Never. Yeah, that's just so messed up. Take it to your grave. <laughs> like, I know ew. you're not asking advice, but ew. Gross. That's, that would make me feel yucky. Extremely uncomfortable. I don't know if that's something that I would never want to see that person. I would never want to. Was he like joking around? Was he like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he probably portrayed it. Like, Ugh. but no. Ew, ew, ew. No, no. I'm sorry. How do people do that? I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) That's disturbing. I'm disturbed. I apologize. She can't even go on to the next email. Okay, roommate advice. Yes, I can. I'm here. All right? I'm here for it, guys. Hey, guys. Love you so much. First off. Second off, I need help with my roommate problem. Why? Where are you? Roommate advice. You skipped like two emails. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, God. How do you do that? <laughs> you literally did. Dating again after being inside. <laughs> Wait, am I on the right one? Now? Yes. Because <laughs> they were, like, not bold. Oh. They were, like, red looking. <laughs> Dating again after being in a toxic relationship. Hello. Sorry, guys. Okay. Hi, listen, Jerry. I hope you are both doing amazing. I'm 23, and I'm going to stay anonymous. I love listening to your podcast on the way to work, when I'm working out, and also when I'm relaxing at home. Anyways, here goes the good stuff. So I was in a relationship for five years, and in those five years, it turned out super topic. It's toxic. <laughs> now that I'm out of that relationship, it's been five or six months of dating, and it feels so weird and nerve-wracking. I have been taking care of my mental health, working out, working on myself as I should after a horrible relationship. No one deserves to be treated badly. Getting yelled at, gaslighted. I didn't even like having sex with him because of the way he treated me. Just everything. You name it. I went on a date with this guy. I met on a dating app, and it went super well. We have an amazing chemistry. Let me tell you, he was sweet, gentle, patient. He picked me up, took me to eat sushi. And then after, we went to his place. Also, I want to add that he's three years older than me and six foot. It's a win-win for me, since I do prefer older and taller guys. Ladies, let me tell you, please never settle for bad men. Shitty sex and shitty coffee. Life is too short. (laughs) It's been a while for me since the last time I had sex, but that was still a good feeling, and I'm still getting to know my body. I have not felt like that in so long, and damn... That was amazing, too. He was really passionate and really gentle on me, which is what I deserve after all. Any tips on dating or getting to know someone new after being in a bad relationship? I know they say getting used to a healthy relationship after being in a toxic one is the hardest part because you've been through so much. I know there are still good men out there, and it seems like he could potentially be a good one after all. I'll keep you ladies updated. Los quiero mucho. I love you both. Uh, thank you for the awesome advice and taking the time to read our emails. Always remember the Algamal fam appreciates you both. We appreciate you. I love you. Here's what I would say. Um, don't jump in too fast. <laughs> because I don't want you to get disappointed. You went on one date. He seems like a great do- guy. Keep going on more dates. And see, yeah, because I don't want you to jump in and be like, oh my God, he's perfect. This is my, I'm going to marry him. We're going to have kids. And then he doesn't feel the same. And then you just get disappointed again. And then that toxic feeling comes back up because you're like, oh, nobody wants me because you fell too fast and he didn't feel the same, which is not wrong on his end. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to just come off of that because it's very easy when you're in a shitty relationship Yeah, for like, so oh, long. The angel is here. Exactly. He's going to seem like a knight in shining armor. He's coming to rescue. He's anything yeah. and everything you've wanted and everything like that, which is great. But always remember, the beginning of every relationship is kind of great. And especially after coming out of a bad relationship, this is going to seem like like the heavens open up Literally. and delivered you your perfect man. Literally, Take it slow. I'm glad 
I'm glad that it was a great first date. I'm also glad that you know that you're working on you to make you a stronger, healthier, um, mentally after being in that abusive relationship. Um, I think that's so great for you to do, but I agree with Alyssa. Take it slow. You don't want to like rush into it because you've had such a shitty experience for the last five years that maybe you chase him off. Is she saying that they had sex, by the way? I I think she said she had sex without saying she had sex. Yeah. Because he was gentle. That was amazing. He was was passionate. Gentle and. That's good that at least you know you guys are compatible in the bedroom. I feel like that's really important. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, you know, don't get too crazy on the first date. What if you, you know, you're not compatible, but. That's good, too. So I would just keep going on dates and take it really slow because you don't want to jump in and get disappointed and then just feel even worse. And at the same time, enjoy learning you. Yeah. Being single, learning you, and knowing after you come out of a really shitty relationship, you know now there's certain things that you'll never put up with. Yeah. And yes, that's great to know going forward. I'll never put up with a guy who does this, this, or that. But at the same time, Instead of saying, I know what I won't put up with, you should make a list of the things that you is a must-have for you. And get you to know? know this man to, like, the a, core. Yeah, like a deeper level, not just yeah. great sex. He's gentle yeah. with me. Like, know, like, morally. Ten, make yeah, sure your morals sure. are aligned. Make sure that your beliefs, your, your thought processes and stuff like that. Life make sure goals. all of that is on, mm-hmm. you know? Because... You just start dating. Trust and me, like, surprise! <laughs> it, trust me. I mean, I, I've been there. I've done that. You know, like rebound relationships and shit like that. It's like overwhelming at first. It's like, oh they my seem god! Like an angel. Wow, yeah. And then it's like once everything, it's it, it's it's the hard. Dust settles. Though. It's like fuck. It is you know? hard though when you come out of something shitty and you just want you find mm-hmm. somebody and you, know, you just want to hop into it so yeah. fast. But you don't also don't want to scare him away because maybe he wants to take it slow right. too. You don't want to talk about too much of like serious topics when you guys just went on a first date. You're like, so how about kids? And he's like, ah. <laughs> let me get out of here as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. So definitely take it slow. You don't want to scare him away. And um, yeah, exactly. Learn yourself. Learn what you want, what you don't want. Yeah, and like nice I said, it's slow. it's always the easiest to say. I will never put up with this or I'll never put up with that. But I I know I said it already, but I'm just saying it again. Make sure you pen down what it is that's important for you. Don't push that to aside. Have. Don't just settle because like my ex, right? When I when he used to beat the shit out of me. I'm telling you, when I got into my next relationship, I would push buttons to make sure he would never lift a hand to me, you know? And I didn't realize that I was so focused on what I didn't want in the relationship that I wasn't putting what I did want out of that relationship. You're like, oh, at least he doesn't do that. Exactly. Mm. And it's just another form of settling, you know? And you don't want that. So, sure, you don't want somebody who's going to treat you mean or yell at you or be disrespectful. But at the same time, you want somebody who's going to know that you exist and take the time to make you feel that number one, you know? Yeah. So, wow. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Okay, finding out my brother is actually my half-brother. So I'm going to read this email, you guys, but she actually already sent an update a few days after she sent this email. We hadn't gotten to it yet. Okay. So I'll read the email and then the update. Okay. Is the update needing advice? The update, she's, at the end, I skimmed through it saying I don't know what to do. Oh, so she wrote, I think she still answered, needs some and still sort needs. of guidance. Okay, we're here for it. What's poppin' Alyssa and Jerry? I'm writing to get some of y'all's famous advice. You guys really help people with your advice, so please never stop this podcast. I love you both so much. Okay, let's get into it. Aw, cute. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, famous. me, my sister, my cousin were both, oh, what? We're hanging out, and my cousin says that his mom told, let me not fuck this up. Sorry, I have an itch. Okay, ready? Ready. A few months ago, me, my sister, and my cousin were hanging out, and my cousin says that his mom told my that my brother has a different dad than me and my sister. At the time, me and my sister were both like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Quit lying. I don't believe you, etc. And I really didn't even think twice about it. But now, just last night, my cousin brought it up again and is still saying the same thing and swears up and down that his mom told him this. Mm. I spoke to my aunt today and it's true. I've always known since uh, I was a kid that my brother was born before my parents got married, but I didn't think much of it. Also, my brother's last name was my mother's maiden name whenever he was born, and then they changed it to my father's last name after my mom and dad got married. I never connected the dots until 
and they never they certainly never told me otherwise. I haven't spoken to my parents about it yet, and I want to bring it up on Easter and with the entire family, my family plus my cousin's family, there. But my sister and my cousin have told me that it's not a good idea because I'll ruin Easter. But at this point, I really don't care. Y'all probably won't see this before Easter, so I'll send an update <laughs> if you read this on the podcast. I'm pissed off that they never told me or my sister. Apparently, we are the ones, we are the only ones who don't know. I love my brother, and he will always be my brother, and this doesn't change anything between us, but I'm just mad that they lied to me and kept this from me. Mm. How would y'all feel if you were in this situation? I'm trying not to be overdramatic about it, but it really does upset me. But I don't know when to bring it up to my parents uh, that they're either going to lie about it, which is why I don't want to, which is why I want to bring it up in front of everyone, or they're going to say that I'm being dramatic and that it's not a big deal and just brush it off. Do I have a right to be angry? I feel like they made the decision to keep this from me without thinking about how it would make me feel. Also, my sister's reaction is more like she's annoyed instead of upset and angry. So that got me thinking, am I making a big, too big of a deal about it? I just don't know. Any advice would be helpful. Thank you guys. Okay, love you. Bye. Mm. Well, I actually went through this too. <laughs> I didn't know that my sister was my half-sister until... I honestly don't remember how old I was. Maybe nine or ten years old. Maybe a little younger. Um, I don't think that my parents kept it from me to be like malicious or anything of the sort. I think maybe they thought I was just too young to even understand. I just called her my sister and that was it. Um, It wasn't until I was old enough to realize, why is her last name different? (laughs) That's when I realized. And then I was sitting with my mom and my aunt, I think. And my mom was like, she has a different dad. And just, like, told me. But I think she just, like, waited for me to figure it out. Like, maybe your parents were just—obviously, she wrote, she wrote an update. But I'm just giving my perspective of, like, um, I kind of felt like, damn, why didn't you tell me that? But also, I think that I get it as, like, a parent. Like, you want to wait until they understand. And, like, you don't want to confuse the kid or make them feel, like, hurt. Like, their sister isn't their sister, you know? Like, there's a lot that could go into it. Are you reading the update? Sorry. Come on. <laughs> I, you know why? Because she put ages here, and I just wanted to say that that's a big thing. She's twenty four years old. Okay, yes, then she should definitely when eight, know. When you're eight or nine, like I can understand them wanting to, like you don't really know, kind of a thing. Um, I yeah, don't I'd know. I would be hurt. Yeah, at you that know, age, I w- yeah, I would feel like she feels. I think I would be angry. I would yeah. be hurt. Like. Why does the rest of the fucking family know, but not me? Does her brother know? And, well, he had to. Okay, let's read. Let's read it. But I, I think I'd feel the way you do. I think I'd be hurt and I'd be pissed off that because the rest of the fucking family knows. Her aunt knows. The cousin knows. Everybody in that the motherfucker sister. knows. But I don't know that my own brother is my half brother. And like she said, it doesn't change it. I love him the same. But you don't think I deserve to know the truth? Mm-hmm. If I was any older than I was when I found out I would be mad too. Yeah. But I think I found out at like a good age. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, if somebody said that to like a five-year-old, they'd be like, huh? That's my sister. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it just wouldn't make sense. Right. Anyways. Okay. Or it might make a kid upset. Like, oh, they have a different daddy. Like, who might? It's just like off-putting, I feel like. Yeah, everybody's different, but I'm not like mad about how my happened. My thing happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's an update. She said, it's high-key therapeutic, just writing my thoughts. So I won't even be sad if this doesn't make it on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so I realized I left a few things out of my original email. I forgot to mention that I'm 24, my sister's 26, and my brother's 29. So we're all very much old enough to know where we should know to where we should have been told this information a long time ago. Also, my brother has known since he was 17. <gasps> 17. Uh, so he went through his entire 17 years of life and then is told, oh, by the way, I'm not your dad. That's your dad? Like, uh. Okay. I didn't bring it up on Easter because a few more family members and my friend came to Easter dinner. So I did feel bad bringing it up in front of everyone. So I left it alone. I did finally talk to my parents. I brought it up to my dad first. Me and him are a lot closer than me and my mom. But I was so angry in the moment that I didn't let him explain. I just kind of yelled a bunch of stuff about how they make decisions and don't consider my feelings and how hurt I was to be lied to. And I stormed off. A few days went by. My parents called me and I didn't answer. They texted saying they wanted to come by my house and talk. But I told them that I didn't want to talk. Then today they were going to come by pretty much whether I liked it or not. So they did. I think letting them know, 
that I knew and how angry I was and then not talking to them for a few days so they could really think about it changed a lot. Mm -hmm. My sister spoke to them on the phone the day that I blew up on my dad and stormed off and my dad apologized, but my mom was trying to blame my aunt for the whole situation and wasn't taking any accountability. (laughs) So that's what I was expecting for whenever they spoke to me. They flat out both apologized and said that they were wrong and asked me to forgive them. They said that this does, they didn't have any excuses for why they didn't tell us and that they just forgot. And honestly, I wish they could would have lied about it so that I could continue to be angry. It's just so hard to be angry with someone when they're crying. My dad was crying and asking me to forgive them. Mm. I am still really angry about it, and it's just really the tip of the iceberg with the issues that I have with them. They were just emotionally neglectful my entire childhood and life, and I am a very emotional person, so that just really fucked me up. But I feel like I can't even say anything about how hurt I am, about how I actually feel, because that just hurts them, because I know that they didn't do anything on purpose to try and hurt me. They just didn't know any better. They were great at meeting my physical needs when we had food. We always had food, clothes, and anything else we needed, but it was the emotional needs that were lacking, causing me to feel unloved my whole life. It's just the way that we were raised and just a bunch of generational trauma. But knowing that doesn't make me hurt any less and now i just don't know what to do anyways this is too long i'll stop now okay love you bye in my opinion it sounds like you need to give them a chance i still don't you disagree why what was the reason they gave did i miss that part or did they just want Um, tears was it just tears and i'm sorry they just forgot they said maybe they just didn't see him they saw him as part of the family okay well the brother is 29 is that how old the brother is so the brother's Mm -hmm. known they sat down the brother at 12 years ago your brother too they sat down your brother 12 years ago to tell your brother so they didn't forget how do you forget yeah yeah. I don't know. I feel the same way. I still, I'm on 100% on your side. I would still feel hurt and betrayed and lied to. And sure, the tears made it hard and you feel like you can't be angry because they're emotional about it. But that still doesn't, exp- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess what's the sense? You love your brother nonetheless. And, yeah. you know, you said you were emotionally neglected your entire life. So that's holding a lot of a lot of this is because of that. You know, maybe you wouldn't feel so the way you feel right now if you weren't emotionally neglected your mm. entire life by them. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's a lot deeper than this. But this is huge. This isn't like, a, oh, you had a dog and... It's a girl. You know, when we told you it was a boy. This is a major lie. This is a major... And I don't know how you could... Oh, we forgot. We forgot. How do you forget that child is not yours? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which I think just probably made her feel worse. How do you just say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot. Please forgive us. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time... It's over. It's done with. Your brother is your brother, regardless of who his father is. You love him. It's not going to change your relationship. So to dwell on something that isn't going to change the outcome, for you mentally, I think maybe just let it go. Mm. Like Liz said, maybe give your parents a chance. But I think as shitty as the whole situation was, it could have been shittier in them being like, it's not a big deal. Like, you didn't need to know. Like, if they said something like that versus they said they were wrong and they apologized and your dad cried about it. Like, yeah, it might have been, like, a pity cry because you were angry. Um, But for them to say, like, yeah, we were wrong and we're sorry, to me, I feel like that was the best outcome because what else could have happened? You know what I mean? Like, an apology and we were wrong is what you needed to hear versus, like— Really? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, he's still your brother. Like, we didn't need to tell you that. You know, like, if they said something like that— then I would have a totally different opinion. What? I was going to say, didn't the mom, though, blame the aunt? I guess she was trying to, like, put responsibility on somebody else because she felt guilty in a way. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's a shitty situation. Like, what they did was fucked up. It wasn't going to, like, have a conversation and then the rainbows would open up and they seem amazing. Like, there's no really excuse to, like, keep that from somebody for so fucking long. Um, But I think that, like, if you're willing to move on and have a happy family, then them saying I'm wrong and I'm sorry is, like, I guess the best that they can do right now. Stepping stone, yeah. Yeah, like, they weren't, like, unreceptive to the way that you feel, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. 
And maybe, like, they were emotionally neglectful. Maybe they're seeing that and maybe they want to change now. Like, I would take it little baby steps and see where it goes. Unless you, like, literally, like, just feel, like, horrible about them and, like, you don't want to be around them, then, like, you're going to have to cut them off. I think that's a decision that you have to make because, obviously, we only see so much from an email. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that you're, like, I'm just really hurt and I just, like, don't even want to be around them, then that's a decision that you need to make. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm sorry. Sorry I was all over the place too, but hmm. I think ultimately you know what you need to do, what's best for you. Yeah. So whatever feels right for you, if you want to cut them out, if you want to take baby steps, if you want to just forget about everything and go full force and have a happy family, mm-hmm. like I think that's a decision that you need to make. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you talked with the brother. Yeah, did you? I'd be mad at him. How was that never brought up sooner? Like, she's so old. Not, not that you're old, but you know what I mean. Right. Too old for it to be such a big secret. Like, that had to purposely be kept. I mean, I guess unless they just, like, don't talk about it all the time. I don't That's know. what I'm saying. It is a huge secret. It is, yeah. Mm. It is. But it happened. They right. kept it from her. They right. had the conversation. They apologized. They said it was wrong. Like... That's the only way to go forward. Right. Do you know what I'm trying to say? If she chooses to. Yeah. Because there is a lifetime trauma yeah. drama from her childhood. So um, also, if you do choose to move forward, I would definitely suggest maybe family counseling on yeah. on all of this. Yeah. You know, because it's easy to go, I'm sorry, we were wrong, and then try to move forward. But if she's still, like, I would still be unsettled and... If that's always on my mind, like, I know I would need to get over it. Like, I know that's my issue. However, maybe going to, like, a family therapist would Mm -hmm. help get shit out and why she's feeling so strongly against, you know, like, hurt by this. Yeah. You know, because obviously there's underlying issues. But definitely therapist, if you would move forward, I would say that. Yeah. You know, why not? Maybe they felt like it would hurt you or didn't know how to bring it up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, therapy. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, guess what, guys? It's roommate advice. We're really on this one this time. <laughs> this poor girl's on the edge of her seat waiting. She said it before. Hey, guys. I love you so much. First off. Second off, I need help with roommate problems. Okay, so prior information is necessary. My roommate has a dog. I have a cat. We never got around to getting them to coexist because I'm busy and she's lazy. Also, her and I pay rent 50-50. So my roommate's name can be Peanut because she has <laughs> a peanut brain. <laughs> She's mad. Peanut started dating this new guy. <laughs> he is weird, to say the least. They are both religious, so he sleeps on the couch. My couch. No. Side note, in a sleeping bag. The dude only sleeps in a sleeping bag, even when he's home. He doesn't have a bed, just a sleeping bag. Shut so up. So he's been here a lot recently. Shut Off and on. Shut up. He just sleeps in his sleeping bag on the floor. This guy's going to have back issues. <laughs> this time he came over. He's been here for five freaking days on my couch. It's weird because I have to wake up for work, make breakfast and coffee with a dude asleep on my couch. I have to be quiet. And it's not just my normal morning vibe. I also have to keep my cat locked up in my room at all times now. Whenever he's there, so that Peanut and Sleeping Bag Boy can have their dog out with them whenever they're hanging out. (laughs) He recently moved the kitchen table and put a picnic table there. No. And set up a makeshift makeshift office since he's working from home. He is a 1-800-HELPLINE for some car park company, so he's on the phone. And again, I feel weird making breakfast coffee noise. I do not like the fact that I am now sharing my space with him. Do you think I'm a bitch because I want to ask Peanut, who I honestly don't like as a person anymore for different reasons, uh, to just leave before Elise is over? Having Sleeping Boy Bag, he's 27, (gasps) take it over and get the fuck out of here? I just want to feel comfortable in my own home, and I don't want my cat to suffer. So what do you guys think? Also, how would you approach talking about it or just spilling everything angrily, which is what I tend to do? Thank you for taking the time to read this. Enjoy the picture of my cute cat. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, 
My God. First of all, you best believe that in the meantime, you guys are splitting rent three ways, right? She's not just paying her half for the both of them. Oh, my God. Look at her cat. He's fucking cute. But are you hearing me? Uh, Peanut boy. Peanut. Needs to be splitting rent three ways now. Sleeping bag boy needs to be paying rent three ways. Yes. Fuckers moving your shit, bringing in a picnic table to be setting up his work at home job. No. You would hear me making eggs the loudest you've ever heard somebody make them. I would put my fucking Google Home on. Oh, wait, I need a smoothie. (laughs) Oh, wait, the garbage disposal has to go on for five minutes. Sorry. (laughs) Blow dryer? Oh, my hair might be wet. Vacuum? Oh, I need to pick up this dog food because oh, you're I would fucking be, dog. I would be a petty bitch. But seriously, uh, I'm sorry. If sleep, a sleeping bag boy is going to be here, he needs to be paying a third of the rent. It's only fair. Uh, yeah, because she's just paying half for two people and then no. she's paying half for one person. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's mistake number one. Mistake. I also would end the lease early. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say here, have your uh, sleeping boy bag take over my part and I would get the fuck out of it there. It might be a few hundred dollars to end at least early, but who gives a fuck? Ah, uh, man. I would oh, pay man. it. I would pay it. You, you poor girl. First of all, the hysterical. Love the way you wrote it. Second of all, um, your your mental health, your sanity is worth more. Can you imagine? And he, she needs to get rid of, away from the girl, too. She doesn't even like her roommate anymore. Yeah, no. So just, let them yeah, fucking just, live just there. Just get out of there. Just get out. <gasps> Have, oh. have your man, have your man take over. If she says no, then good, get him. He's not allowed to come to my house anymore. I'm paying half the rent here. I don't want him here. If you want, if you want him here, let him stay in your room. Don't eat my food. Don't use my electricity. Don't set up his fucking picnic table for his one eight hundred car park thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's a difference between having a boyfriend who comes over occasionally and somebody that sleeps on your fucking couch every day. Your couch. Uh uh-uh. uh. I would leave the lease and let him take over half the lease. Boy, bye. Yeah. Get your she's, own place. She's got to do it legally because if it's a written lease and her oh, name's on yeah. it and they fuck it up, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. You need to. You, you, <gasps> I would be so annoyed trying to, like, make your coffee. You want to come out in your pajamas and you uh, just have no, a man no. on the couch? No, no. On her couch. On her, her couch. Oh. I don't think I would ever be able to live with a roommate. <sighs> that would drive me nuts because then I can't yell at them like I can at Zane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, living with a significant other, like, you guys can, like, bicker about stupid shit, but, like, you don't want to yell at your roommate for leaving a dish in the sink. That's, like, creates tension that you don't need. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be able to do it, because then I would just build resentment and resentment and, and resentment. Then, and then it'll wind up like this. And then you'll end up with a guy in a fucking... Sleeping bag boy. Oh, my God. Holy cow. That's crazy. Okay, you want to do one more? Sure. Okay. Is it my turn? Sure. No, I just read that. I read that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I finally read a de- an email decently, and she's going to try to so take good. credit. I thought I did it. <laughs> uh, personal growth advice. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to quickly say that your podcast makes me feel better every time I listen to it. And I think that I was the only one who really believed you when you said it was your last episode. Oh. Sorry. One of the things that I love most is your different personalities. I personally feel more similar to Jerry in regard to personal insecurity, etc. So the other day, uh, while I was listening to a podcast, I realized how firm Alyssa is on her ideas and not afraid to express her opinion. And I was like, OMG, I want to be like her. (laughs) I'm scared of where this is going, to be honest. No, it's... We talk so much on this podcast. I'm like, oh God, what did I say? I don't remember. No, because Alyssa, you're not afraid. Like I'm, a, I'm afraid. You're not afraid. I'm and afraid of a lot of things. I, I always tell you, like I when I grow. How many times have you heard me say, "When, when I, grow I grow up, up I want to be like you"? <laughs> you know, it really depends on the situation. Okay, uh, my question is: Do you have any advice? Oh God, to be more confident, and not be afraid of confrontation with others. In particular, I have a lot of problems in expressing my emotions and starting a debate on serious issues. For example, I find it very difficult to talk with my boyfriend on the future, even though I know that we are in love and he shows me every day. But unless he brings out the speech, I don't say anything. I'm always afraid of saying something wrong. Again, I'm not very sure of my relationship. It's just me who can't stand up for me or just be an adult. LOL. 
Also in my life, I've always been very independent, so maybe it's the reason I find it difficult to share doubts, to discuss future issues, etc. I know it's stupid, but I'm a super shy person who fears the judgment of others, even though I know that they love me. Hope I made my point. Also, I think it would be helpful to make some episodes about this topic, how to be more confident in believing in yourself. I don't know. Kill the good work, and never again, April Fool, because I'm stupid, and I'd probably believe it again. <laughs> Thank you, love you, bye. I'm sorry that you believed it. I would too, because I'm gullible. Uh, this is the great thing about the internet is like I seem like this great confident person, but like everybody has like their moments and days. Like I'm really I'm not one to be like confident and believe in yourself because I have days where like I hate myself. Like everybody does. Mm-hmm. So like you know what I mean? Uh, like I just feel like I'm not equipped to give <laughs> advice on this. And like I'm scared of confrontation, so I don't know where people got that from. It really honestly depends on the situation. Like I don't like I don't like confrontation at all. I hate approaching people. I find it easier when it's somebody I don't know. I don't like confrontation with people that I know. With Zane, I don't give a fuck. We'll talk about anything and everything. So I think that you should start there, maybe like work on the relationship with your boyfriend because you guys should be able to discuss anything. That yeah. Absolutely, that's like key. Yeah. Because if you're planning on or think you're going to be sharing your life with him, then absolutely there should be nothing withheld from them. Yes. You know, start talking there. And, you know, to not – wait, what would she say? Uh, I find it very difficult to talk about. (laughs) Unless he brings up – brings out the speech. I don't say anything. I'm always afraid of saying something wrong. Mm. Um, What – could you possibly say that's wrong? You know, like if it's your you, opinion, you not have wrong. to exactly. That was the point. If you have something to say, it's not wrong because yeah, you know, like you want to say it, say it. Because if you're just holding shit in because you're afraid of it offending or not being the right thing, or you're gonna make a mistake, you're gonna have all that building up and building up. A, you're gonna lose who you are yeah. if your thoughts or um, opinions. Are, can't even be validated by yourself. If you're not even allowing yourself to speak your own opinion, yeah, you're you're selling yourself short. Right. That's only going to keep you more so reserved, more so, That's a good point. you know, like you have to. Like, mm. and there's things like, you know, I, I said at the beginning of one of the other episodes about there's a time and a place for your opinion. And, you know, but with your soulmate, the things that are so important, the controversial sort of, topics you want to be on the same oh, page oh yeah Zane and you I would, talk about shit like that all the time yeah you would have to be on the same page with yeah. him so as he's your boyfriend now those are the things that you need to make sure that you guys are all that you both are on the same page because you're gonna be a team you're a team exactly and everything else is not so important and you guys can have different opinions on everything else under the rainbow but the key right. things that are most important to the both of you need to be addressed and spoken about and make sure before moving forward and like I said, if you don't say it now, you're only making yourself that much more stifled. You're you're putting duct tape over your own mouth by not speaking up. And mm-hmm. to your man, that's the one person you should feel most comfortable right. with. Right. You know? Maybe she feels like I'm not afraid to express my opinion because on here we just like talk about whatever. I always say it, but like talking to people in person is way different. It is. So maybe speak into a microphone and send it to a voice memo. <laughs> Like, honey, I just want to let you know. <laughs> I think I think what I'm gaining from this is in if anything, sure you don't like confrontation, whatever, and you don't want to express your emotions on serious issues, you're scared of starting a debate, like then don't see it as a debate. If you want to talk about something with your boyfriend, like then hear out his side. And then if you don't know, if you're not educated on the topic, then learn from it. You know, like don't see it as like, oh, this has to be I'm right, he's wrong. Right. And also that allowing that conversation to start is going to lead to the bigger conversations, the things that in your relationship, like we, we have both expressed what we would or would not tolerate in our relationship. An absolute, no, I would, the the relationship would be over in an instant if this happened, or we are both on the same page with all of this, but not that it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be on different pages on certain things. It's the it's the really important issues that you guys have to be on the same page for mm-hmm. to make a relationship work. And you'll never know that if you don't have these tough conversations, you know? Yeah. Um, did she say how long they're together? Um, no. No. 
No. No, but I definitely think before getting deeper into a relationship, I think having these more difficult conversations need to be mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. you know? And like Alyssa said, mm-hmm. don't make it a debate. It doesn't got to no. be about what's right or who's wrong or who's this. Just Sometimes it's just satisfying to be like, for the both of you to be like, oh, I hear your side. Okay, I hear your side. Yeah. And, but like still disagree. Like it's okay. Yeah. You could always agree to disagree. Yeah. In like a healthy way. Yeah. Um, but in terms of being more confident, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I have days where I'm very not confident. So I think it's just like a learning battle as you get older, you believe in yourself more when you go through more life experiences. Like, I don't know. I feel like you need to come out of your bubble. It sounds like. You said you're a shy person. You don't like to talk about certain things. I think just start coming out of your bubble and believing in who you are. And starting with your man, I think, is yes. such a great way. Yeah, It's such a great way to start breaking out of that. And I know even for me, like, say if I was to have a discussion with Ever, because um, we all know confident uh, body-wise, beauty-wise, I don't feel confident. But I know if I can have a conversation and then have my feelings validated, it's it gives me a boost. It's like... <gasps> oh, I'm on top of the world right now. I can conquer anything because, you know, so having a conversation with him might just build you up, you know, and opening up those doors and those conversations are going to build you up. And I think that's just going to gradually make you a more confident person. Mm. You it's know? very interesting because she said I've always been very independent my whole life. So you would think that creates like a confident on their own person. She's probably confident with certain things and not... She finds it difficult to share. Yeah, because she's always been independent. Mm. Right? So. Well, you're not anymore. Have, You've got a boo-boo. So share <laughs> it with your boo. Be, she can't be independent when she's in her relationship. Like You can I, to I a mean, certain no, extent. No, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean like, right, because you have to be able to share. You're in a relationship. Yeah. So you have to open up and share parts of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And. That's where you need to start. Yeah. I think that's going to help you. Lock it in. That's our answer. That's it. Boop. Done. Okay. Thank okay, you all for you listening. <laughs> if you guys want to send us an email like we read today, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. That's A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. You can also head to our Instagram. Follow us on there at agamil. And you can also hit the little email button on there. And you just open up your phone. You don't have to remember everything I just said. Okay. okay love you. Bye. Bye.